Welcome to Quick Brain, bite-sized brain hacks for busy people who want to learn faster and achieve more. I'm your coach, Jim Quick. Free your mind. Let's imagine if we could access 100% of our brain's capacity. I wasn't high, wasn't wired, just clear. I knew what I needed to do and how to do it. I know Kung Fu. Show me. How do you get your brain in the zone? I want to welcome you back to our show. And uh, I want to, before I get started, and we provide these tips to be able to perform better cognitively, I just wanted to take a moment and thank you. If you are a longtime listener, it means everything. We've done uh, over a hundred and 50 semi podcasts for you in the past couple of years and it's really our passion and our purpose to be able to build better and brighter brains so by putting your attention to this by investing your time your focus your energy it it means a lot because it says a lot about you and so i want to thank you for helping us on our mission to leave no brain left behind this episode is all about getting into the zone you know that state that you're in when it's like second nature and you lose your sense of time, your sense of self, it's like almost effortless. How do you learn and live more in that flow state? And that's what this episode is about. And I'm excited because I have three experts to talk about this subject of optimal brain performance. How do you become an elite mental performer? And they're all taking it from a different approach. And, um, and that's part of learning, right? It's having perspective and different points of view. And that's how we learn new things. I mentioned this before, but usually it's people outside of an industry that creates innovation because they have a different perspective. They could see things that maybe if you were trained in that industry, you also were trained in some of the limitations of, uh, of that uh, acumen. And so let's get into it. Our first guest, for those of you uh, who aren't familiar with Stephen Kotler, he is a flow expert. He's written a number of books on this subject, including The Rise of Superman and also Stealing Fire. Um, in this episode, he's going to share with you the four most important conditions for achieving flow. So without further ado, let's get to our first guest, Stephen Kotler. What I'm going to talk about right now is stuff you may have heard before. There are a number, there are nine initial conditions for flow, but four are most important. The first is focus. One of the reasons action and adventure sports athletes have hacked flow so easily is because when your life is on the line, it's pretty easy to focus. When the danger is actually the life and limb, focus is really easy. So there is only one way to hack this. If your life is not on the line, belief. If you believe very, very strongly, not only in yourself, but in your project. So when people say, oh, you need a goal that's bigger than yourself, the real reason is it has to be massively important to you. Really, really important. To hack flow, you need to believe in it as if your life was on the line. You also need to challenge skills balance. And this is critical. The challenge has to be slightly harder than your skill set. So you can't overwhelm yourself. You can't go from skiing a blue slope to suddenly trying a double black diamond. It's too much. 
You're going to swamp the system. You're going to have a fight or flight response. It won't work. But you can't have it too low, otherwise you're going to get bored. Flow exists on the 45 degree angle directly between anxiety and boredom. So here's something that's interesting about this. This means if you want to generate a lot of flow in your life, you have to challenge yourself every day. The only easy day was yesterday. Everything you do has to be slightly harder than everything you've already done. Otherwise, you're going to get nowhere near flow. Third of all, you need clear goals. So by clear goals, you can't have a goal like, oh, I want to create world peace. It's too big. You need very specific, oh, today I want to write four pages about world peace. That will get you to flow. The big giant hairy goal won't get you there. You need clear, measurable goals that you can see and you can cite. And the other thing you need is immediate feedback. Sports work very, very well for this because obviously you are getting constant kinesthetic feedback. It's a little trickier in business. So one of the things that happens in business, if you're only meeting with your employees once every six months to give them a performance review, once every three months to tell them how they're doing, not going to work. Not enough feedback. They're not going to know where they are. They're not going to have access to flow. Now, this is a big stumbling block. We know that flow underpins most breakthroughs. It drives most creativity. And if you want any employees having a six-month annual review with them to go over their progress, not going to get it done. So the other thing that is really, 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 if there's one slide I show you that's the most important thing for hacking flow, it's this one. Most people believe that flow is actually one state. It's not. It's four states that we know of and maybe more. There is a first state. It is a priming state, a loading state. The goal here is to overwhelm yourself with information. Now, the thing is, and here is the key, if you want to hack flow, you can't attach to the frustration. You need the cortisol release. You need the norepinephrine release. These are chemicals that are released when you're very, very frustrated. You can't avoid them if you're interested in a flow state. But if you attach to the frustration, if you're like, God damn it, I can't get it to work. I'm never going to get it to work. You are never going to get it to work. What you have to do is realize that the frustration is actually part of the experience you're going after. It's the first stage. And that the sign that you're getting frustrated and frustrated and feeling stupid and not knowing how you're ever going to get it, that is a good thing and not a bad thing. The next stage is a release. A lot of people go for walks, go to movies, have sex, anything that absolutely takes all that struggle out of your mind. You can't think about it. You have to relax completely. Then you get your flow state. The thing about a flow state to remember is it's a very, very big high. You have to stay focused. This is a state of ultimate performance. So the longer you can stretch out that flow state, the longer you can stretch out the next one. The next thing, there is a learning and a memory consolidation state. Now flow, we know, massively amplifies learning and it enhances memory. But the other thing to know is that the neurochemicals that produce flow are expensive to produce. They take a lot of energy. You need certain foods. You need certain sunlight. You need certain vitamins. They're gone from your brain. So what's going to happen is you're going to be depressed after a flow state. Flow states usually last a couple of hours. You'll go to sleep. The next morning you'll wake up. You'll probably feel great. A couple hours later, you're going to be really down. You are not going to feel like Superman. You're going to feel like crap. And if you get too hung up on this, you're not going to move into the next stage because the next stage, again, is struggle. So who wants to go from feeling like crap into struggle? You can't get up for it. So again, just like the struggle phase, you have to know that this is natural. It's part of a four-stage cycle, and you can't attach too much to it. 
So now that you have the criteria for achieving flow, our second guest is going to talk about measuring your current state because you need to have an idea of where you want to go. And we're going to touch upon this thing called grit. But part of getting into the zone and getting in flow is having a challenge. And you want the challenge to be not so great, it supersedes your confidence. But also you don't want that challenge to be too low because if it's lower than your current competency and capability, you're not going to get into that zone because it doesn't require your attention and it's almost too easy. So in this episode, we're going to talk about grit and measuring current state. Uh, this guest is, uh, is amazing. He is an Olympian, Dr. Jeff Spencer, and he's going to share with you the importance of developing metrics and how to do exactly that. A couple things, if I might just suggest a few things to be very mindful of in advance. Number one, make sure that you recognize that when things get tough, that that's supposed to happen. It's not something that you didn't do, but it's just a natural evolutionary process. And there need to be metrics that you have that are measurements of things to look at that are evidence that progress is actually happening. For example, in the Tour de France, which is not a friendly place if you like recreation and fun, it's a difficult place. And, you know, as long as you know that you're climbing at like 10 miles an hour and you see it on the speedometer, though your body may feel like you're just crawling, as long as you see 10 miles an hour, that's a metric that you can trust that you know if you're going that speed, you're going to get there. There need to be metrics that are appropriate for the goal that we're pursuing that we look at and we look at it on paper so there's no illusion. And if it's holding ground and making appropriate ground for what's relevant for where we are that's a really good sign because you got to stay in the game other things that you need to do is that when you're in the daily grind you've got to make sure that you don't forget who you are because you know we don't change that much from day to day but our perception of ourselves does and so we need to be mindful of how we got there what our skills are that does not change our perception does another thing is to make sure that we get a reasonable amount of sleep and effort and good nutrition and some level of recreation so that we're not digging a biologic hole for ourselves where we lose chemical energy because our brain is 2% of the body mass. It consumes 20% of the body's energy. And if the brain doesn't have the nutrients to stay vital, then we start making amateurish mental mistakes that can take us out of the game literally in an instant. And we, we also need to show leadership by telling the team that this is the place where we really need to fight for our win and the metrics show us that we are making appropriate progress and that we may be literally one step away from our breakout but I've seen people one step away actually quit prematurely because they get into this place of belief they can't do it when we can name the daily grind because the evidence is there through the criteria that we just talked about here if you keep putting one foot in front of the other, watching the metrics and executing the plan steps that are required to move the ball forward towards goal achievement, one day you're going to get up different and you're going to get up and it's like, I believe I can do this. Now that you know where you want to go and you see the importance now of, of grit, finally, we're going to talk about a healthy mental state and in life, and in learning, sometimes we feel overwhelmed or we feel anxiety. It's hard not to be stressed in this modern, fast-paced world. And so to help remove some of those mental blocks and some of the angst in this process, 
we have a New York Times bestselling author, Nick Ortner, and he's going to share with you a technique to help make your anxiety melt away. Here we go. So EFT, emotional freedom techniques or tapping, uh, tapping is a general word for it. Just like we say, meditation encompasses all different kinds of meditation, right? We call it tapping because we are literally physically. And if you're listening, what I'm doing right now is physically tapping on these endpoints of meridians of our body. And it's a technique that certainly seems strange at first. I know when I discovered it for myself over a decade ago, I said, we're doing what? Like, we're, why are we hitting ourselves, right? Why are we doing this tapping? Uh, what was incredible for me then were the results. I, started, I just experienced them in my life. Something was different and I could see it. And people today, what's going to be exciting is that if you do the tapping with us, you're going to be different now. You're going to be different 10 minutes from now than you are now because we're going to do this process. What the latest research is showing, what's really exciting for me is that when we tap on these endpoints of meridians, these are major meridians of our body that we're tapping on, we're sending a calming signal to the amygdala in the brain. And Jim, you know well, and a lot of your listeners know that the amygdala is that fight or flight response center. It's a part of your brain that when you're stressed out, it's activating. It is running from that tiger, running from that bear. And if we look at the things in our lives where we're struggling, where we feel stuck, where we're stressed and overwhelmed, no matter what the issue is, we can trace it back to that fight or flight response. We can trace it back to the amygdala, to that part of you that locks up, right? So if we think about what we're going to work on today, releasing anxiety about a future event, about something that is upcoming, yeah. public speaking for an example, right? Like you get up on stage and I always say this example when I'm actually up on stage, this is different. There's no audience, but right now you and I are speaking in public in a way. We know people are watching and listening and there's some people listening that even just this experience, if, if you were interviewing them, Jim, they would be freaking out inside, right? They, yeah. they would lock up. We all know the physical responses, right? So the palms would get sweaty. Their stomach might feel nervous. They might clam up. Oh, you ask a question and they're stressed. So they go, um, um, oh, what, what I meant to say is, uh, right? So what's happening there? Like, why do we lose our train of thought? Why do we lose our focus? Why do we lose our capabilities? Why do we lose our memory? Oftentimes it comes back to that stress response. If you are being chased by a tiger, if, if you're interviewing me and my body feels like it's being chased by a tiger, that amygdala is firing. I literally don't have the mental resources to answer your question. The blood flows away from my forebrain into my arms and legs. So I can fight you. I can run from you. I can freeze, but I can't think. I can't create. I can't be present. I can't think of the next thing to say. I can't enjoy the experience, right? Like it's not fun being chased by a tiger. So if you have a fear of public speaking, if you have an upcoming project you have to do, if you have something that you are holding on to tension, anxiety, and that flight, fight or flight response, you're not even going to enjoy it, right? And how many people go through life going, well, I just powered my way through that, right? Like we think that's the answer. Willpower. Like if I'm scared of public speaking, well, I just need to be stronger. I'm going to sweat like crazy before I go on. I'm going to be anxious for three months. Then I'm going to power through like a warrior and then it's going to be over, right? To me, that's not what life is about. Like just if that's going to be the experience, don't do it or find a way, which is what tapping can do to release that anxiety, to turn off that fight or flight signal in the brain 
and allow the body to know that it's safe in that experience. Like that's the difference. That's what we're going for, whether it be public speaking, whether it be even just, hey, I've got a project due next week, or I've got to make a phone call that's difficult, or there's a meeting at work and I just keep thinking about it, right? All these places, the time that we spend just imagining, and you know, Jim, right? Like we're human. We imagine these scenarios. Like how many times have I've done it where you're just like, you make up these things that are going to happen. They're usually pretty awful, you know? Like what if this happens? What if that happens? With the tapping, we short circuit that part of the brain. We tell the body it's safe. And that's when the flow comes in. That's when the focus comes in. That's when the pleasure and the joy comes in. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, what I ask you to do is take knowledge and turn it into action. And the simple way of doing that is taking a screenshot of this episode, tagging the expert you enjoyed, and share your big aha from that expert. And so if it's Stephen Kotler or Dr. Jeff Spencer, uh, Nick Ordner, please take a screenshot, tag myself, tag the expert, and share your big, your big aha. What was one takeaway that you received from this quick episode and or an action that you are going to take moving forward? So thank you again for listening, and I'll see you in our next show. Want to double your brain speed and memory power? If you'd like to learn rapidly and get ahead faster, I'd like to give you my brand new Quick Brain Accelerator program. You will discover exactly what I teach my clients to learn, read, and remember anything in half the time. There is no charge. It's my gift to you for being one of our subscribers. That's kwikbrain.com. Growing up struggling with learning challenges from a childhood brain injury, it's been my life's mission to help you have your very best brain so you can win more every single day. Now, want more quick brain? Here are four ways to fast track your results and lock in what you just learned into your long-term memory. Remember fast, F-A-S-T. The F stands for Facebook. You're not alone on this journey. I invite you to join our free private online group. There you can connect with me, your fellow brain lovers, links to resources, and even submit your questions for me to answer in future episodes. Go to quickbrain.com. That's K-W-I-K brain.com. The A stands for apply. Act on what you learned today. Remember, knowledge is not power. It's potential power. It only becomes power when you use it. So use what you just learned. The S stands for subscribe. Don't miss the next episode and other free brain training. And finally, the T stands for teach. You wanna learn faster now? The key is to lock it in right away by teaching it to someone else. When you teach something, you get to learn it twice. Here's a simple way to do that. Leave a review on iTunes. Leave a review with your biggest takeaway from this episode. You could also post and share this podcast on your social media. It helps us spread our mission of building better, brighter brains. And of course, tag us so our team can properly thank you. Hashtag quick brain, K-W-I-K brain. Mine is at Jim Quick, K-W-I-K, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So what does FAST stand for? Facebook, apply, subscribe, teach. I'll see you in our next episode of Quick Brain. Until then, remember, you are faster and smarter than you think. 
I hope you're enjoying this episode. And if you want to go deeper with many of these authors that we have on our podcast, these experts, I want to invite you to join our quick success program. This is our monthly lives that I do, where I teach something brand new that we haven't taught before, answer your burning questions. And also we have something that people have been requesting for many years, a quick book club. This is your Limitless Book Club, where every single month we read a book together, uh, like a book provided by this author. And then we get the author to come online and join us for a one hour, uh, share going deeper in these strategies, how to put them into practice. Uh, I share my five tips for how to memorize things out of these books. Many people want to read a book a month or build up to that. And this would be the program. So if you want to join, just go to quicksuccess.com and get your spot and join us live and get to meet these authors very uh, up close and personal. And uh, back to the episode.